100. 10 squared. 10 times 10. 95 plus 5. 1,000 divided by 10. 8 plus 2 times 80 plus 9 divided by 3 minus 2.5. Keith, we made it! A hundred episodes! Yeah, yeah. Wow, now you can be syndicated. Okay. It's gonna be really sweet for me. <laughs> I can finally retire. We can place at three o'clock every day. Look, we've gotten cards and letters congratulating us on hundred episodes. Here's, here's a card I got today. Wow. Congratulations on 100 shows. Wow. I'm proud to be your friend and to be a small part of the great success of John Wants Answers. Oh, that's nice. That's, I don't know where it came from. It's, it's unsigned. 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 Could be from anybody. It doesn't exactly look like your handwriting either. And it came with this. It's 100 clips. I guess one clip per episode. binder clip. And then this, Richard sent us this. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're here. I'll show you. I'll show you. They're cupcakes. Cupcakes. Look, everyone. And they all say 100 on them. And they all say eight in binary. Oh, that too. So we're going to be eating those tonight. Yeah. So when we first did the first episode. Yeah, we were young. Young. You should yeah, well, we're we're show you in a second yeah, how young yeah, you your were. Your hair was, <laughs> um, it was a different color, is what I'm going to say. I remember I made the DVD. At that time, you made you do a show. Yeah. You put a copy onto a DVD. Yeah. Hand it to the station, and yeah. they play it. Yeah. And you got to label it. So I labeled mine, John Wants Answers, JWA, dash JWA. 001. Yeah. And then the person I gave it to, yeah. he was like, made a smart-ass remark about, oh, wow, that's awfully optimistic, 001, implying we would make it to 100. So that I say, in your face, Josh Young. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's a pity he has cancer now. Well... Things can still be put in his face. Okay. When you get cancer, you don't well, I mean, eliminate avoid, all avoid the things in your face. Part, but sure. Okay, so I have a clip from the first episode. Okay. Um, I don't remember that. Uh, I don't think we're exactly in agreement on how the show's supposed to go. I, that is correct. Let's see it. AJ, roll 212. I've asked Keith tonight not to lie, but I don't recall promising not to lie to you. Uh, I thought we so had. So I'll do it now. We had a gentleman's agreement. I promise not to lie to you. Very good. So why are elections always on Tuesdays? No one wants to vote on a Monday because you have to get up early sometimes to vote and that's just a crappy way to start the week. And if they were on Fridays, everyone would be drunk. Uh, and Thursdays, you're not allowed to vote on Thursdays. It's in the Bible. And Wednesdays, Wednesdays are hump day and people don't want to vote on hump day because it sounds dirty. So that pretty much left Tuesdays or Sundays because mm -hmm. uh, Saturdays hadn't been invented when elections were first started. So who is eligible to vote? Well, you've got to be like registered, right? Yeah, that's not hard at some point. Okay. Yeah, I've, I'm registered probably 15, 20 times. What causes a case to go 
uh, like rise up in the ranks of courts? After you've gone to court and lost, generally you're angry. Mm -hmm. And then you go to your lawyer and explain that you are angry about something. And your lawyer realizes that he would like a nicer boat. He'll appeal, sometimes he'll win, sometimes he'll lose. Either way, he gets the money and buys a nicer boat. Sometimes if your lawyer wants a really, really nice boat, perhaps he will appeal to the Supreme Court and charge you even more money so that you can lose in more than one, you know, sometimes you can lose in four to five courts. Yes. What is Roe v. Wade? Uh, well, like I said, a lot of people come from Harvard. Uh, Harvard is just huge in the rowing uh, with the tiny little canoes uh, up and down whatever that river next to Harvard is. That's the row part. Uh, the wade part is if you're not good with the little canoes and you tip over, then you have to go back out and get the canoe and, and bring it back on shore and dump all the water out. And to do that, you have to wade in the river. All right. So that was our first episode. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> we looked so young back then. Yeah. So full yeah, of hope, yeah. me especially. So I played back all of our episodes <laughs> in preparation for this. Yeah, we got to get you a girlfriend again. And um, I figured out your, what you believe your job here is, is to derail the show. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, I have a, I have a memo <laughs> from the authorities oh, to that okay. effect. Um, people often ask me, John, how come you have a TV show? In the subtext, that question is, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, what's right? Um, I'm familiar with that question. <laughs> you get it too. So um, the story of this show starts way back in Detroit, Michigan. Michigan. So uh, you and I both worked at Apple. Yeah. But we were both in Michigan at a conference at MacHack. Yeah. Um, that was a great conference. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, good times. I hacked. I, people yelled at me, useful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, an insult of the highest variety. <laughs> And so, that's the first time we actually sat and talked, kind of. Like, Probably. You yeah. sat at a table with, and where I was sitting, and you just started yammering on and saying mm. funny things. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, so then we get back to Cupertino. Yeah. I'm at work. I run into some lady in the hallway, Grace. Probably know her. Yeah. And yeah. she tells me, this guy, Keith Statenfield, he's trying to get a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have already had one by then. And well, I, I tried to get, I don't remember. You are trying to get one. Okay. And I thought, well, that'd be, that'd be great. I'd watch him on TV. He's hilarious. Yeah, I am hilarious. And so I went to you. I sent you a message. Yeah. And I said, is probably there anything? On, probably on Apple Inc. <laughs> no, it wasn't that far back. And uh, I asked you, hey, do you need any help getting a show? Now, what I meant was I didn't know anybody can get a public access TV show. <laughs> I didn't they, know that. They keep that. They keep that secret. I thought the station would need convincing that you are good enough talent. Uh -huh that they should have you on the air. Yeah, good thing I didn't explain that. And so you misunderstood my message. Yeah. And yeah. you said, sure, you can work on the crew of yeah, my TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I did. And I was like, I thought to myself, well, that's not what I was no, intending. No, not, no. But we're nerds. We're, it's too awkward. What else are we going to do? It's, it's Thursday. It's too awkward to explain what I actually meant. So I just went with it. So I went through all the courses, and I, and I uh, became a crew on your show. Yeah, yeah. And then I had all these great ideas, I remember. To make your show better. Yeah. And you'd all ignore them. Uh, everyone. Everyone. Like, one of the ideas I had was we should take a backdrop from the back room. Yeah. And it says on the backdrop, property on the move, do yeah. not touch. Yeah. I said, you should take it out of the room and put it behind you during your show. Yeah. And then yeah. if they see the show, they'll know that you touched it. Yeah. So that was a great idea. And you said no. No, I said no. Um, so that's when I decided I need my own show just so I can take the backdrop from the other room, put it behind me and it'd be hilarious. People would love it. Yeah, people did love it. People did love it. I mean, we've got 
almost zero tweets or emails saying they love the show because of that. Oh, we got a clip coming up. Okay, of the okay let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Um, Roll two twelve. No, no, not yet, not yet. So um, that was one of the reasons why I did it. Our, our director Loretta Beavers, Loretta, yeah, she yeah. came up with the name of the show. John yeah. wants answers. Yeah. Uh, so I started this show, just despite spite, you, just in spite, yeah. despite you, and despite on the move. Yeah. And that kind of got away from me after yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Roll two twelve. So, not yet. Not yet. So now, um, we've been doing the show for so long, we forget all the topics we talk about. And here's a good example. AJ, roll two twelve. Roll two. Last month. So what? last month we did a show, and, and we talked about Cinco de Mayo. Okay. And I, then, I do not remember this, but go on. Then I looked in the archives for something else, for some reason. And one year ago, we did a show on Cinco de Mayo. Wow. We, so That's two shows. I don't remember us doing no, about Cinco de Mayo now. I had no memory last month that we did it one year okay. ago. Okay. I have a prediction. So I, I played back the entire episode. We said all the same stuff. Yeah, of course oh, we did. Why, I don't know. I didn't memorize it. <laughs> we, we said the word taco for like two minutes. Yeah. That sounds, like, taco? Like, so, you that said sounds taco? like something I do. Taco? 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 I have tacos on Tuesday. I know you do. I've been to your house for tacos on Tuesday once. Taco Tuesday. So is that what's called cultural misappropriation? Yes. Yes. Oh. Especially if you call them tacos. <laughs> well, that's because we, in my homeland, we call them tacos. Yeah. If I say it wrong, I'm just going to get stuck saying it wrong forever. Yeah. And so I try not to do that. Like tacos. But I think he said, yeah, like, yeah, like tacos. Try it with me. Tacos. 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 See, you're doing it to me. What do I say? Tacos. Tacos. Yeah, you got more of a eh in the middle. Eh. I you don't want that. You want happiness. You want tacos. Um, I have big plans. This uh, Cinco de Mayo, I'm yes. going to eat tacos. I'm going to have tacos for dinner. Yeah. Um, why, why do you have tacos? I mean, tacos are a Mexican food. The what? Or uh, American slash Mexican food. Tacos. Well, that's what I'm wondering. What are, these, what are these tacos you're talking about? Tacos? Tacos. What are they? I've never heard of them. They're like a shell. Yes. A flour corn shell. You yeah. put like meat inside and lettuce and tomato. And oh, it sounds like a taco. I, yes, I said taco. <laughs> I don't think that is what you said. What, what are you saying? What am I saying? <laughs> just, just try with me. Just taco. 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 Ta taco. You got me doing it. Taco. Taco. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> taco. Taco. That's what we said. All right. So now let me talk to you about the best episode we ever did. Okay. You weren't on it. I wasn't. That's um, definitional. <laughs> so there's a musician in Canada, Lawrence Gowan. Lawrence Gowan. He was huge. He was on the radio and the TV all the time. Um, and, and somehow you got him on the show. Big star. So I said to him, hey, I have all his albums. And he agreed to come on the show. So clearly he didn't. He actually did tell me he saw the show before he said yes. Yeah, big musicians say that all the time. Okay. Um, and so I was so worried about the interview going wrong, like I prepared for everything to go wrong. I didn't imagine how great it could be. And this is how great it was. AJ, roll 212. So the record was recorded in England yes. at John Lennon's house. Correct. It, at the time when we recorded it, 1984, it was Ringo Starr's house. Right. And Ringo lived there uh, during the making of the album. And when I... In 1984, the producer I wound up working with uh, was a guy named David Tickle, and he was running the studio for Ringo uh, for the previous few years. He uh, played my demos for the Peter Gabriel band. They, they liked the demos and said, yeah, we'll make a record with this guy. And so the great coincidence was February the 7th, 1984, that I actually walked in, that, in the house, and Ringo was there 
<laughs> greeted us at the door. And that's a, pretty, uh, that's a pretty intense moment in your life when you actually come face to face with an actual beetle, especially in his house. I, I remember, you know, with the band I had in the 70s, we always played Imagine, the song Imagine, and uh, that's where John recorded Imagine, and that's where he did the video for Imagine. I remember on the, the white piano, piano yeah. opening up the drapes. Yeah. And, but three years after we made the album, I saw the, the, uh, the movie Imagine uh, that I believe Yoko produced. Uh, showed them recording the whole record at Tittenhurst Park, and I saw, oh my God, it's using the same microphones, <laughs> same, you know, the same instruments are around. It's a, virtually looks like the, the identical studio. I think they were eight track then, and we were 16 track, but just minor changes like that it had occurred. And uh, it's one of the most astounding experiences I, I could ever have had. And uh, when I hear a criminal mind on the radio, I hear, wow, the piano sounds like the piano that's in Imagine. Mm -hmm. and, just the, the ambience of the studio just ties in perfectly. So, uh, Moonlight Desires, right. the big hit. Now, you got uh, a SOCAN award for that. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I got a, a SOCAN award for that for if a song has achieved 100,000 radio plays in Canada, they give you, uh, it, it's achieved what they call classic status. So, is that your so, biggest yeah. uh, single to date, would you say? I think it is, actually. I think it's the... Uh, for it, some definition, it's the biggest? It's the, yeah, for some definition, the biggest. The biggest single, I suppose, would still be A Criminal Mind because it, it became a gold single. That's a very rare thing, that a single itself becomes gold off a record that was, uh, that was double plat well, actually hit triple platinum. But um, Moonlight Desires was the most played song on the widest uh, variety of, of, of uh, formats of radio as well, and it's still played a great deal. And it was, it's the 25th anniversary of that song and that video this year. I want to talk about the first time we met. Oh, please remind me. Um, I hope it's really embarrassing. I hope I was like really rude to you or oh, something. No, no. Yeah. It was August 93 <laughs> and August a colleague and me go to the gas works. And it's a, it's a weekday night. It's dead. No one's there. And there's a woman on stage singing. And then she does a shout out. It goes, oh, my good friend Larry Gowan's here. Really? Really. And so I'm like at some other table and huh? I'm really excited because, you know, Small town boy in a big city, Larry Gowan's in the bar. And so I come up to you and say, hey, can I get an autograph? And believe it or not, here you go. Go away and don't bug me. Corey Hart, what a terrible <laughs> thing to write on there. Okay, to John, best of life, the criminal mind. L. Gowan. Not bad. Well, that's... So I dug that up. And, boy. and then here's us at the, uh, at the coat check. And here we are uh, <laughs> posing for a photo, and this poor lady's trying to get out of the way. I know who this lady is, funny enough. Really? Oh. Yep. Mm -hmm. So at that show... Life would be so different. As we're leaving, yeah. you know, I cornered you. Yeah. And I told you, you inspired me to buy my own keyboard. Good. And so I was learning to play it. Good. And I asked you if I could send you a demo tape one day. What did I say? You said, sure, but you probably should send it to a record company instead. Yeah. Now, it's been that 16 years. <laughs> okay. But here it is, folks. My first single just came out. Oh, wow. Smelter. <laughs> now, the one that's Smelter Delta. <laughs> Actually, the line is really good. Smelter, I don't even know her. <laughs> that's the line of the song. But uh, I did not play keyboards actually on this song. Smelter Skelter! <laughs> no, 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 no. I like it. I'm sorry, I'm making fun of your song title. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's fine. Once you I like it. it. You'll I also it. like that you, you went with the Ronnie James Dio, the, the yeah. Are you actually missing those two fingers? Did I, am I doing it right? No, no you're, you're fine. You're actually doing it backwards, which is, I guess, the Canadian way. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> and, and sorry, it's the first time I've seen this. It's good. I, you don't mind me. <laughs> no, no. Okay, it's because this is what I like. If you, just in case. 
If you ever do get this single, and by the way, you're about to sell millions now. You know that. I've given out a hundred, so now I'm going to. So first of all, you look great, right? But just so you don't think this is just nothing but molten lava and, and metal, I notice on the back you've got a really classy chandelier. <laughs> and that's what really classes it up. That's what puts the smell back in smelter. My okay. really good friend, Scott D. Davis, I like played it. piano on this. Um, so I'm going to listen to this now, John. I really am. <laughs> Better than sticks! <laughs> wow, you're going to run that one over and over. <laughs> so many sticks fans have come to know Gowan music now and, and travel and come and see the shows. That's part of why I've booked so many of them in Niagara Falls. It's right on the border. It's a fantastic venue. It's great for someone who lives in New York. I know. But sorry. California. I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, no, I, the, no, a lot of fans do travel. A lot of really more devoted fans will, will fly all, all the way from California. Yeah. Not ones to whom I've ever given a couple of autographs in two different decades, but just, just casual people who discovered it on the internet and, uh, and, and decided to come up. Yes, I was really excited when I, I, I saw the announcement of some Gowan solo dates. Good. Obviously not excited enough to go buy yourself a plane <laughs> ticket, but excited nonetheless. That's our tour manager. He's determined try to, throw to you out. get me ready with the band right now. And I, I'm going to have to do, I should do that, John. <laughs> that was one of those better. Long, those long, short clips, John. Clip shows are short clips. All right. Um, next, we did a show about the movie Jobs. After Steve Jobs died, they made a movie with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And a lot of it was wrong. So we, we, we knew we were at Apple. We knew a lot of people who were supposed to be in the movie. So we got them all together. We got uh, Steve Wozniak, Daniel Kotke, and Andy Hertzfeld to come on the show and spend two hours of their time telling us what was right and wrong in the movie. So uh, let's see what they said. AJ, roll 212. Did you ever hear how Steve ended up at Reed? No, oh, I no. mean, you went to Boulder, right? I went to Boulder and I went to uh, my second year of college and I met Steve when I was working, um, working for a third year, a second, another year of college programming to earn money for a third year of college. So I had met him and then we had had our year of blue boxes at Berkeley and Right. Um, then when, so when he went up there, yeah, I, I drove him up. I visited him about six times. So did, yeah. did you yeah. ever take LSD with Steve? Oh, yeah. A bunch, bunch, bunch of times. Time. He came back from Reed College and saw that I had built my own pong game, having seen one in a bowling alley, Ooh. on a small little board with just 28 little $1 chips. And so that gave him the idea to go down to Atari, which was in Los Gatos, California. And he went down, and he showed them the board, and he wound up with a job. Wow. Nolan Bushell likes to say, well, I was hiring two Steves, but because um, he wasn't a designer, he wasn't an engineer, he never wrote any software, but he knew electronics a bit, you know. He was telling the other engineers their soldering wasn't good. Now, the story was he was offered $5,000 to do it, but he told you they were offered 700 and that he split it with you. Um, that is what happened. That's the truth. It wouldn't have mattered. If he had said, I need the money to buy into this farm in Oregon, I would have said, take it all. Mm -hmm. I was happy to be on the project. Right. So yeah, he uh, was paid seven thousand. He told me we were paid seven hundred, and he wrote me a check for three fifty. Yeah. But and that you know and that hurts because we were friends, mm -hmm. and you do that to a friend. But it didn't hurt financially. Yeah. I had yeah. a job as an engineer at Hewlett Packard. So. Right. Well, my favorite part of the story is you both got mononucleosis, right? We both got the sleeping <laughs> wow. sickness, mononucleosis, wow. and I always I remember there was one Coke can that we had shared, and maybe that helped. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know who. But we did it, but we completed it in four days, four days and nights. Unbelievable. I, should, I didn't think I could do that and gave it to Atari. That was a big, big kudo in my life. Yeah, big success. Before we shipped an Apple I, we had the Apple II working and demonstrated. Okay. Okay, oh. so we knew that the real machine that would change the world. The Apple I was not designed to be a computer to change the world. Mm -hmm. It was a quick modification of a terminal I had 
to be my own computer as quick as could be that right. was the quickest shortest step but it wasn't really designed from the ground up like the apple ii and the apple ii had so many um incredible ideas you know what they weren't possible when the apple one was built but anyway the apple ii we knew was so great and yet we had to market the apple one and he's meeting with different attorneys and they're discussing stock options and steve jobs is saying all these people they don't deserve stock options all these early founders the guys from the garage well i took some some of those people that had been in the garage in the early days and i figured I wouldn't have had a reason to do what had gotten me my great wealth if it hadn't been for them. And why do a few people at the top claim the wealth when we wouldn't have even started the company without the others beside us? Right. So I gave large amounts of stock to at least some, I forget five or six of them, that had been there right from the start. And then I did another program to sell a lot of my stock, rather than some <coughs> big investor, to sell it at pre-IPO prices so everybody could make sort of the money the house is worth. Um, so all the engineers and marketing people in the company was signed up for a WAS plan, and uh, we went ahead with that plan too. But it helped a lot of the people in the company, you know. So by you the know, way, the guy who played he, me in the movie, Josh Gad, mm -hmm. wanted them to put that scene in it. Oh, he did really. Of me yeah, doing that, and that. they denied it. Yeah. Oh wow, bastards! Uh, and so when the day finally came for you to go to the Mac, did Steve come in and fetch you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so um, after <laughs> I had. Um, Talked to Scotty, so he came by my desk, and I and he said, "You're working on the Mac now." And I said, "Well, I got to finish. I had just started this new operating system for the Apple II, uh, okay. called DOS 4.0, that they had asked me to do. And I wanted to say, just, I, of course, I couldn't finish it, but I wanted to get it in good enough shape that mm -hmm. someone else could take it over. And then, and, and Steve and Steve said, "Are you kidding? The Apple II is obsolete. The <laughs> Apple II is going to be dead. You know, you got to work on the Mac." And I said, just let me finish it up. So he unplugged my computer, <laughs> <laughs> carried it away. And so I had no choice to go after him. him yeah. And then the funniest thing, is he, he took me to the Mac building, plopped it down on the desk. This is your desk. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I no and then you left. And I noticed the desk wasn't unoccupied. Was, uh, <laughs> all the drawers were full of stuff. And it turned out it was Jeff Raskin's desk, oh who God. he had just kicked out. Like all right. So that was the Jaws movie. Um, Another great episode we had, uh, Jim Short came on. Yeah. He's a comedian. He told funny jokes. He did. Yeah. And he made fun of me. Yeah. So that's great. Let's see it. AJ, roll 212. You're Australian. So all the convicted people go there, right? That we get straight into convict jokes <laughs> that quickly? <laughs> just, this is racism, it, right? It just because I'm Australian? It just came we up. Are, we are, we, we, my country was a, a penal, can I say penal on yes, this, yes. this channel? Uh, penal with an A. Um, a penal. Uh, the penal colony of Australia, because all the criminals were sent away, and um, we had we had one criminal in my family. He was sent to to Australia, a, a, a counterfeiter, right? Mm -hmm. The only one in my family who made money, and it was the wrong way. Oh, but that's true. That's a true story. And then my great grandfather, my dad's grandfather, was sent away, but not because not not because of criminal activity. He was he was a, an alcoholic. He drank so much, his family in England paid him to leave. They said, they said, they actually gave him money. They said, go away and never come back. That's the proud stock I come from. And uh, when you drink too much for English people, you are Australian. We had the guy from Whitesnake come on the show and he wrote us that song. He wrote you that song? Yes. So he, does, he, does he make a little cash every time uh, that happens? We made a special deal. We, we put his name deal. in the credits. Okay. In lieu of any money. So he got his name in the credits. He's not one yep. of the people that you've pulled out of the credits at the last minute. This was before <laughs> yes. the cameras were rolling. He was, he was in a tizzy. Get, get that name off my show. But the white snake bloke, he stays. He stays, because he's still deal. performing. He's every, still performing. Every week. Stalkers hang in the back, and they look at you from behind a pillar, and they take <laughs> pictures. I've had that before, and that's creepy. But you would come up and just talk. You, yeah. were just, you weren't a stalker. You were just annoying. <laughs> 
No, I'm just a joking. I'm joking. That was a joke because I knew I know how to yeah. tell jokes. Um, no, you weren't annoying ever. He was. He, John has been a great guy and a great supporter, and uh, and um, and you know because he worked at another company. Um, we can say it. And now we, we can. can. We now can. we can. Well, the, the lawsuit's over. How much stuff did you steal from Apple when <laughs> you left? Screw them. Um, How much stuff did you nick from uh, from Apple? That box I, down there says "Property of Apple, not to be taken off the premises." That's all I stole was the empty cardboard Just box. Just cardboard boxes, <laughs> yeah. which that it's the new iBox. It's going to be in everybody's wish list at Christmas. I was reminded um, last night. I forgot all. Am boxes. I talking too much? Have you ever had a guest talk this much? Um, you seem shocked. Like they don't usually say this much. The, the guy from Sticks, he just sat there and, uh, and just played no, keyboard. The guy with Sticks was great because I thought he would like want to get out of the interview like as fast as possible, which is what he led me to believe before it started. But then once we got into it, he he wouldn't leave. Well, yeah, not, I would say he wouldn't leave. <laughs> he's he's still here. No, he's behind he's behind these partitions, which by the way aren't supposed to be used on anybody else's show. <laughs> These have been stolen. I mean, this guy, he, he, he's the we biggest criminal in Silicon Valley I've ever seen. He nicks everything from Apple. Look at that. On the move, property, property do, do not, not touch. touch. Not this rebel. Not only did he move him, he touched him. When I say he wouldn't leave, I meant his tour manager kept on coming into the room saying, hey, we've got a show to do. Hurry up. And he was like, oh, in a minute, in a minute. That's what I he mean. He was having such a... All right. That was hilarious. Over the years, man, we tricked so many musicians to come on this show. Yeah. Oh, man, they didn't know what they were signing up for. Yeah. Let's see them. AJ, roll 212.
Johnny wants answers. Give John some answers tonight. I said, John, 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 John wants answers. I was dancing out there on feeling temple late one night. When I found myself dancing with a sexy beast in a dusty furry suit. I couldn't tell if they were a boy or a girl. That didn't matter to me, no. It just didn't Wow, that was great. We've had so many great episodes. We had like 89 other great episodes you wish we could show you, but we're out of time. So uh, thanks for watching, and hopefully we'll have another 100 episodes for you. All right, Keith, good 100 shows. We'll be bald by episode 200, you know. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm.